Do you need help rerouting the river of your thoughts? That's what we're going to talk about from a neural pathway standpoint today. Welcome back to the Heart in a Drawer podcast for adult children of divorce. I'm your host, Sarah Geringer. Today's episode is special because I'm releasing it on International Podcast Day. So this podcast has existed since September 2020. God put it on my heart to make this into a podcast rather than a book first because I think he wanted me to reach listeners in this intimate format known as podcasting. So it's been a wonderful journey to get to this point. So today we're going to be talking about something that I discovered uh, not too long ago, an unearthing of a thought life pattern that really has been in my life as long as I can remember, particularly once my parents got divorced when I was four years old. So I have been doing uh, Priscilla Shirer's Elijah Bible study this fall, and it has been very powerful. I will put that link to her book in the show notes. It is a wonderful Bible study. One of my friends, Misty, recommended it to me. I had it on my shelf. It was time for me to do it again. One of the days that I was reading this study, at the same time, I was helping my daughter practice her French lessons. So a little known fact about me is that I was one credit shy of minoring in French in college. So in college, I was fluent in French. I was speaking it. I was even dreaming in French and it was correct. So that was pretty cool. I still practice my French most days of the week because it's just a fun thing for me to do. So what we were looking at was the passé composé. It's past tense. That's what it's about. She was struggling with this. Uh, She was actually in a class that was kind of ahead of where she had been last year. So we fixed that problem. But I was thinking about how in the past tense, uh, you're always using the have or had You're always using that extra word in there to talk about something that's in the past. So it got me thinking about how past focused I have been as a child of divorce. And one of the things that kept me so focused on the past, I have kind of touched on this in some of my writing, especially in my book, Transforming Your Thought Life. One of the things that my family did was to completely keep talking and talking and talking about the original trauma, the original event that broke up my parents' marriage, caused so much heartache for so many people in the family. And we talked about that incident for decades afterward, just over and over. Multiple of us family members did that. It was this horrible uh, incident in our family. However, once I got 
a little bit more grown up and I started connecting with other people, I started realizing they didn't necessarily rehearse their family's worst stories over and over again. And I remember when I was receiving counseling, uh, when I was in my mid to late 30s, I remember my counselor saying something that kind of rankled me at the time. He said, you know, Sarah, he said, affairs happen every single day of the week in Cape Girardeau County, meaning right where I live. And I kind of rankled at that because I said, well, I know that. But he was trying to make the point that I know how painful this event was to you. And I know what a wrecking ball it was in your life and in your whole family and the extended family too. But it's not necessarily unique to you. And it happened 30 years ago. It's time to get over this. And I needed someone like him completely outside the situation to open my eyes to the fact that I was rehearsing these stories uh, because I think because there's some power that comes with being in a victim status. I also think it was just the way that my family handled pain. They just continued to talk about it. So when it was time for me to make that change, it was like rerouting a river. I was actually talking about this with someone today. So I live close to the Mississippi River. And if you were going to reroute the Mississippi River, it would take an enormous amount of energy, time, equipment, money. It would be an enormous undertaking. And few would attempt it because it's just too big, too powerful. Well, we know that the way our brains work is our brains just keep going in these same pathways. We would just fall into that river of a neural pathway of rehashing that original trauma, no matter how far removed we were from it. And so I realized if I was going to make this change, it would take a lot of time, a lot of effort, a lot of energy, and I would need the power of the Holy Spirit to help me. So I started saying, you know, I need some help with this Lord. I don't want to repeat this story over and over. It's, it's in the past. It caused us all damage, but I want it to become a scar rather than an open wound. And it took months, if not years, to get to that point where the original story wasn't something that I rehashed on, let's say, even a monthly basis. So it took practice. It took time. It took relying on God to help me change my thoughts but eventually I was able to do it. What I noticed this year after my divorce, which I've told you has involved um, a very nasty case of infidelity that's still in my face, unfortunately. I realized sometime this summer that I was really telling the original trauma story of what happened in February when I found all this out, I was rehashing this to my kids. And they were saying, Mom, we know. We know how awful it is. We know how bad this is. We know how much this hurts you. 
but we're, we're sick of seeing you so miserable. And it took me a while to realize what I was doing was going back into that same neural pathway, but just putting a new storyline in. Because I was used to, I was conditioned to tell the same original trauma over and over and over again for decades. And I thought, I don't want that to happen to my kids. I don't want to pass that trait on to them. And so I had to take responsibility for that again myself. And so one thing that the Lord is helping me do, and it's very difficult, but he's working on this in me this year. When I was doing the Priscilla Shirer study, she had us look up some verses in a particular lesson that we were doing. She says, earlier in today's lesson, you circled the biggest struggle you face when you are vulnerable, emotionally, mentally, or physically. And then she has some scriptures that we could look up to address those issues. So one of the vulnerable places for me that I'm recognizing this year is the fear of abandonment. So when I get anxious, that's when that fear of abandonment creeps in. And I've talked about that before, that that's my deepest and oldest fear. So it's really no surprise that it comes creeping back in. But uh, I have to be proactive in handling it because if I'm not proactive, that fear is going to keep me tied to the past. So the scripture that I decided to look up from Priscilla's study was Psalm 118. This is in the NIV version, and I really liked verses 6 and 7 here. I'm going to read them to you. The Lord is with me. I will not be afraid. What can man do to me? The Lord is with me. He is my helper. I will look in triumph on my enemies. So as I'm looking at this verse and I'm meditating on it, and I'm thinking about how does this apply in my situation right now when I'm trying to break this cycle because I don't want to keep my children tied forever to that original trauma. I don't want myself to be tethered to that forever. And I thought about the future tense that's in this verse. I will look. I'm focusing on the future. I'm focusing on it with hope and with triumph. Triumph is such a strong word, a word with a lot of positive connotations. So if you're saying, I will look in triumph, it doesn't mean that's happening right now. It's meaning that you're looking forward and you're expecting that to happen on my enemies. And I've talked about in my book, Transforming Your Thought Life, that sometimes we have literal enemies. I have some literal enemies in my life this year, unfortunately. Sometimes our enemies are these patterns of behavior that we have struggled with that are really actually strongholds that Satan has put up in our lives so we can't get over them without God's help because only God can break the power that Satan has set up in that little power base in whatever part of our thought life or our emotions that this is occurring over and over. I really was changed by meditating on Psalm 118 verse 7 
knowing that I can look in triumph toward the future and not focus on the past. I can look toward the future with hope and with a sense of victory because I'm not alone. The Lord is with me. He is my helper. That takes care of my fear of abandonment. That directly addresses it. And I can go back to that verse anytime I'm triggered and gain the comfort and encouragement and strength that I need to fight that fear of abandonment by plugging in that truth of God's word. And that will reorient my view toward the future instead of dragging me back into the past. So that is my tip for you today. I'm speaking from the trenches. This is actually what is going on in my life right now. It's amazing to me how I am, what, 40 years removed from my parents' divorce. It is still affecting me today. But the victory is, is that God knew all those times I was rehearsing it back then, that there would be a day in 2022 where I would realize I have the power to reroute that river, that neural pathway river in my brain, reroute it for my children's benefit and for my benefit and my own healing process. At the deepest level, at the primal level, my deepest, oldest fear, fear of abandonment, I can learn how to overcome it 40 years later. And that is worth praising God about. That's what I want you to think about today. I want you to think about, is there any time that you're rehearsing the original trauma because there's a part of you that wants to play the victim? I'm not judging you because, frankly, I spent decades of my life doing that. It takes some courage to let go of the power or the status of being a victim, but the freedom that you get from owning your healing journey is so much more powerful than being a victim. That's what I've discovered myself. And then what would be your motivation for changing? Is it because you want to change yourself? Is it because you need healing from some deep-seated hurt that goes all the way back to that original trauma? Or do you want to do it for the sake of your children? I think all of those are excellent motivators. And of course, another one is drawing closer to God through it. These are all things for you to consider. You might want to use Psalm 118 verse 7 yourself or pick any other Bible verse that can be your arrow to fight back in those moments to reorient your view into a hopeful, victorious future instead of the depressing and defeating past that you had. So I hope that this inspires you to think differently. And I wanted to tell you one last thing. I got my new book today. Finally, I got the paperback copies of Hidden Mana on a Country Road. And today, September 30th, is the last day you can be on my launch team for this book. But I will put the link in the show notes if you're listening to this later that you can order this book. And I honestly think it's the best one I've ever written. I would love for you to read it and tell me what you think about it. So 
check it out in the show notes, Hidden Manor on a Country Road. So let me close this in prayer for us today. Father, I thank you that you are Lord of our pasts, you are Lord of our present, you are Lord of our future. And you want us to heal. You want us to step out of victim status. You want to give us new insight so that we can reroute our neural pathways so that we are honoring you and glorifying you with our thoughts. So I pray that you would set us free from the fear of abandonment by teaching us to look toward the future with hope and then to trust in you as our helper to gain that triumph and victory over Satan's power in our lives. You deserve all the glory. You deserve all the credit for our healing process, Lord. And I just thank and praise your name today. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for joining me. Make sure you check out all those show notes for all the links I mentioned. And until next time, I'll be praying God's peace over you in all of the hurts that you have. And may he usher in healing so that you can be healed and usher healing into the next generation.